and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment of Health Professional Radio. We're going to be speaking with Dr. Bernadette He. She's joining us here as a pulmonary critical care medicine physician to share her experience working through COVID and how she found an outlet from the stress in writing, which turned into a published sci-fi romance. Welcome to Health Professional Radio. Bernadette, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me on, Neil. I really appreciate it pulmonary critical care medicine physician and a sci-fi romance novelist as well. <laughs> Give us a brief look into your professional background and, and talk about this book. Uh, I've been doing pulmonary critical care since 1999. And, you know, it's an interesting profession, specialty, because it's very rewarding. It's also very uh, draining at times because a lot of our patients do not, do not necessarily do well. And it's happened before. We had the H1N1 back in about 2000 or so, or 2010, excuse me. Um, when COVID happened, I was actually on medical leave for uh, a little mini stroke. And when I came back, it was in the first wave of COVID. And we were losing more, pa so many patients. It was, and everybody I'm sure remembers the details. It was truly horrendous. We were losing entire families. Mm -hmm. And the, it's easier to some degree for a physician because we come by and we check on the patient. We spend maybe half an hour, an hour, sometimes longer, and then we go on to our next patient around. Uh, I know a lot of the ICU nurses very well. I call a lot of them friends, and they were there for 12-hour shifts. This is before families were allowed in to give any support. So the only support these patients had were these nurses at bedside, and they came in day after day in the face of knowing what was going to probably happen to their patients. And we lost so many of them through burnout and PTSD. And this story started as a way to, it was hard to leave work at work. And I started writing just to cope. And it ended up being a love letter to my friends and coworkers because they kept coming in and they kept doing this. And I wanted to give them a happy ending that we weren't seeing in real life. And I figured, you know, romance, because, you know, that's going to be happy and science fiction because we can make up whatever the heck technology we needed. Well, that's a great way to relieve the stress or, or have an outlet, but how did you keep from turning off emotionally? Um, you can't because, you know, if you don't feel something for your patients, then mm -hmm. you're, well, it, in the wrong profession. It is hard to leave work and work, and basically if I had a really bad day, I'd just come home and mm -hmm. just pour the, the angst out on pages, and it was very cathartic. And because, you, you know, it is it is fiction, you can make these things up. So, you know, the patients weren't having these horrible outcomes in the books that I was writing because they it, it's a science fiction romance. And it's basically there's there are aliens who basically we use their tech and that saves a lot of people and it saves our planet, actually. And that is how I channeled the not burnout part, because it was hard to sometimes wake up and go, God, you know, there are. 35 patients in the ICU, and no, it was just, it was a nightmare. It really was. Ugh. Anyway, and, and it's hard to describe that. And it was like a war zone at times. You've got an extensive background, of course, in medicine, working directly in areas that, as you say, were heavily impacted by COVID-19, uh, losing patients left and right. How were your experiences a crucial part of writing your book? And tell us what the, what the title of your book is. The title is Cairn, and it's spelled K-A-I-R-N, and it's Mates of the Alliance. And basically, I just wanted to find something where the problems that we were facing in real life, we could 
extrapolate to a book. It's not necessarily the same situation exactly mm-hmm. because it's a you know attack that we're recovering from. But their tech was enough to get us through. And I we didn't have the tech that we really wanted here for COVID. And we still to some degree don't. Thankfully we're not suffering in the in the throes of a surge right now, thank goodness. But flu right now is horrible. So there's always something unfortunately infection wise that looms in the background. Did you have any inkling that you were going to be published? Was that a goal of yours or was it simply a therapeutic outlet for you and you had no uh, no idea what was going to happen in the future with your book? It was mainly therapeutic and I was reading it to, well, I mean, my poor captive audience, my husband uh-huh. and friends. And they said, you know, that's actually, we really kind of enjoy that. And what are you going to do with it? It's like, I don't know. And that was before I finished it. And it did so much better than I used to just read. And I still like to read, but putting it, putting your emotions down in the page and the frustration sometimes, and sometimes the pain, it really is cleansing and cathartic and makes you feel like you can come back the next day and do it again with, you know, a fresh outlook and, you know, a, 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 a positive attitude. Now, you mentioned an invasion. Is that correct in your book? Yeah. Uh, an, uh, an invasion would, would suggest, uh, you know, military response. You're also into medicine. Did you have to do anything special as far as research to help you uh, kind of solidify the characters of the environments in the book? Or was it all simply from your imagination and your own experiences? Well, uh, I have a lot of family that was military. Mm-hmm. So remember what they used to talk about? My husband was uh, in the Army and uh, my kids are were Coast Guard. My dad was, Air, was uh, Army and, Air, and my brother was Air Force. So mm-hmm. I drew in a lot of what they used to talk about, and I picked my husband's brain for the military part. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm hoping that it comes across as fairly realistic in that regard. Well, I was thinking about um, maybe some lessons learned uh, through reading the book that can help us through not only the pandemic, but any any type of other problems where things seem insurmountable. Are there any, you know, the point of this is uh, in the book? Uh, well, there's a lot. There are a lot of points in the book, mm-hmm. but uh, these aliens who rescue us—they basically route a hostile alien uh, force who is trying to harvest our oceans and basically de- devastate our planet in the attack. And they—they they do route the aliens, but our planet is in such a dire need that they can't leave. They basically stay to help our planet survive. And one of the themes is that these aliens are. Kind of, um, they're kind of wolf-like in appearance. They're humanoid, but they've got fangs and tails and long pointed ears, and they're about seven and a half feet tall. And they have all different colors in their coats. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that comes across is uh, there's a scene where they mention that you know we don't trust y'all, you know, these, and it's a little bit of commentary, uh, socialized, on uh, unfortunately where we are in 2022. We still have a lot of unfortunately racial uh, differences. And we focus on them a little too different, too much. And that's brought up. And it's also brought up that, you know, the planet, it's our home. We have to take better care of it. Mm-hmm. We don't take care of it. We expect it to take care of us. And there's a lot of that because the, uh, the book focuses on them rehabbing the planet and trying to bring it back to actually better than they found it, even before the attack, which they do. And uh, the other thing is, you know, family's not just blood. It's families are, family is the friends you choose. Because the aliens don't have any uh, blood relatives with them, but they have formed a family out of their crew. It is a romance, but one of the other really good uh, relationships in that is the main character, Karen, and his XO are best friends. And they're like brothers, and it shows. 
Now, I understand that uh, the book also centers on monogamous relationships as being very appealing, uh, the way to go. Why is that such an important uh, aspect for you to include in, in the book? Well, both of the characters are very lonely, and they've, neither of them have ever been in a relationship actually before. And I thought that a monogamous relationship would give them the freedom, the trust to grow together. And I really thought that they deserved just their own person. And you know, as different as they are, they look beneath the surface. It's over, you remember that movie, The Shape of Water? It's sort of like that because they're completely different if you first look at them. But underneath it all, they're the one imperfect individual that's perfect for them. And I wanted them to be able to completely explore that without any distractions and just have complete commitment and faith. And I think it can be, you know, people are different. I thought that that was a really beautiful commitment for them. Well, give us a website where our listeners can learn more about you and get a copy of your book as well. It's matesofthealliance.com, and it's available on uh, Kindle through Amazon as well as uh, Nook on Barnes & Noble. Mm-hmm. And it's also available in paperback on both those uh, sites. Well, I sure appreciate you joining us here on Health Professional Radio this morning, Bernadette. It's been a pleasure. Hopefully you'll return, and especially when your next book comes out. I'm sure you're going to write another. <laughs> Uh, let's put it this way. Uh, it's apparently free therapy, and apparently I need a lot of therapy. So, yes, I'm still writing. All right. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much for joining us on HPR. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it greatly. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Bernadette He. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at Anchor, Spotify, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com health professional radio.